this is a this is a deep uh, interview, man. I, yeah. shout out to the listeners. I know I know everybody, the audience is uh, appreciative of what you bring out of your guests. So, um, mm-hmm. how do I want my legacy to to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as someone who wasn't totally consumed with himself, mm-hmm. but really believed in something and worked hard to bring it. Mm-hmm. That always wanted to treat people right, mm-hmm. and love, love, love his wife and his kids, his family, and wanted mm-hmm. to do right by them as well. Um, yeah, that's what I want my legacy to be. So, hi everyone. Uh, this is Jacob Fortung, uh, the host of Doors Within Us. Um, I am really excited to um, introduce our first uh, guest for uh, a recent collaboration with uh, the African Diaspora Network. Um, this time, I know if you guys have been listening to a podcast, uh, we were interviewing a series of bidders for Africa's future. Um, we had some really fascinating entrepreneurs all focused on Africa. Uh, this time, uh, based on our a very um, just great relationship and collaboration from the last uh, call of entrepreneurs, we are now. Um, I mean, I'm now excited. I mean, uh, just being honored to have our first get uh, first guest, uh, Nahima J. Ab Mabri. Um, amazing um, portfolio. Uh, just a great uh, background of a person, and we're going to learn more about him today. Um, this uh, collaboration is specifically with the card that has gone through the African Diaspora Network. Um, it's called Accelerating Black Leadership and Entrepreneurship, ABLE. And just a bit of background about ABLE, um, this is an enterprise accelerator program designed to strengthen, energize, and support startups and small businesses um, led by Black uh, entrepreneurs in the United States. So this is very exciting. And I'm just so honored to have um, Nahima here uh, just to share his story and talk a little bit about his company and what, you know, uh, African Diaspora Network uh, perhaps have uh, kind of guided him uh, through this process. But more importantly, want to know the person behind the curtain um, who is uh, uh, Dr. Nahima. And um, it's such an honor to have you here. Thank you for being the first guest. Oh, um, man. The pleasure is all mine, Jacob. And you know what? I, I, you can call me Dr. Knee or Knee, right? That's what my friends call me. Um, and uh, that, that'll work just fine. But man, I, I can tell you, it's, it's an honor to be here, uh, not just on the podcast, but also on behalf of, you know, ABLE, the wonderful program I was able to be a part of. And uh, just to share some things about my story and, and what we're doing over at STEM Media. Definitely. And thanks for... Um... Just thanks to like I mean, and we're gonna talk throughout the podcast. But just thanks for thanks for being you. Uh, I can I can just right. tell um, there's, there's there's that presence that you you bring on the table. Um, so, Doctor Nee, just can we just um, to begin with, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, it's um, a good start. It's a, little, it's a little bit broad, but can you just please share? Yeah, no, no, no problem. Yeah, I'm a young boy from the south, yeah. southeastern region of the United States. Um, born in Georgia, came up in Alabama. I now currently reside in North Carolina. And uh, right now, man, I'm really enjoying life as a engineer, uh, educator, and an entrepreneur. Um, but even beneath that, right, throwing out a lot of titles, I just consider myself, again, a, a husband and a girl dad. Uh, three incredible girls. And I have this 
this passion, um, this, this symbiotic relationship with inspiration, right? There's something inspiring about inspiring. And that being said, that is really what brings the ethos into STEM media. And mm-hmm. our mission is to elevate and empower unrealized STEM success. Yes. And um, that, that's me right there in a nutshell. That's amazing. Uh, I think I love what you said. There's something inspiring about inspiring. Yeah. That is tweetable right there. Um, <laughs> how old are your girls? You have three girls? Three girls. They're all five and under. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Five and under. One one just started kindergarten this week. I, I love I love them, man. I, they are they are incredibly um encouraging, even when they don't know it, right? Because I see their potential and I see, you know, this is the things they pick up and the things they're paying attention to. Um my wife and I as we are raising them together, it's just a it's a whole new reason and why behind why we do what we do, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Man, this is already inspiration. We need to end the episode right here. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> done. <laughs> already done um uh, just so can you take us back to where everything began i, I mean you're mm-hmm. briefly kind of giving us a brief background about yourself can you can you tell us like how was it um growing up who were how was your environment like what what really shaped your mindset because from what we see you are uh the results is really good mm-hmm. um as, as, as a person you have um uh, I, I will say it, that's the definition of success, right? Uh, um, sounds like you're a great dad. Uh, you have understood the ability to, the importance of education. And you not only uh, educated yourself, but now you have built something that you want to give back to society. Uh, yeah. While being you know, a great father and, you know, and doing everything that is just what a great citizen is like. Can you take us back to how, what was the things that shaped you along the way? Um, the principles that guided you or, you know, perhaps uh, I, I would just need to add to you, the mentors that helped you build um, that that mindset to what you are, are today. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm still growing, still developing as we all are. Um, but yeah, I, I owe a lot of where I am now to a number of people. And I usually start with my father, right? My dad was someone who was aspirational in many ways, um, still is aspirational. He had a lot of ideas he would just throw out. I think things, some of them, a majority of them were things he he thought about when he was a kid. He's like, yo, you should try to start this or begin that. And I just remember he recommending engineering to me. And he noticed that I had a couple of uh, things that were just common in my childhood. One, I enjoyed like saving things and trying to invent things. Like I I had a junk drawer at the top of my dresser drawer in my room and, and I would save all types of stuff. And whenever I had free time, I would try to configure and invent different things around the house. I enjoyed Legos. Um, and then also I was pretty good in math and, and it wasn't really something, you know, you, you don't always know that you're good when you're a kid. Like you just, you're just being a kid. You're just following your curiosity. Exactly. But oftentimes it's the affirmation that comes from someone that says, Hey, you're really good at this. Stay yeah. with it. Right. And that was my father who first recommended engineering to me. So that's how I kind of went down the path of STEM. He actually was uh, studying engineering when he was in college. And that being said, um, it, it was down that route that I began to meet other mentors. I had a mentor named Dr. Curtis Banks um, mm-hmm. when I was able to intern at a place called NASA. Yes. Dr. Curtis wow. Banks was one of the people who uh, just regularly told me, hey, when you get your PhD, you should do X, Y, and Z. He mm-hmm. would speak it uh, as if it is a fact. Like I never considered it for myself, but that's how he would, would talk to me. 
And so he was a really big mentor. I had a lot of other mentors and just advisors in my time there through my internships yes. at NASA. And I remember there was also another uh, lady that said to me one day, she said, keep up your entrepreneurial um, instincts. <laughs> and at the time, I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I was a very active person on my college campus. I led like an improv group. I was a leader of other organizations. And wow. she recognized those leadership qualities. Yes. And um, she also recognized sort of that, that, hey, let's figure it out. Let's make something happen. And so Miss Barbara was one, another person that said to me, hey, let me talk to you for a second. And the whole time she just really poured into me, encouraged me and said, keep up the entrepreneurial tendencies and instinct that you have. And that being said, I began to kind of combine all these things, right? As I grew up, went through college, um, got a master's degree, went on to get my PhD. That's what brought me here to North Carolina, uh, North Carolina State University. And it was there that kind of all these ideas of education, uh, of engineering and of entrepreneurship kind of came together to form what we know as STEM media. And then I can go down the list then, right? Because when STEM media kicked off, there were people who believed in me and supported me there, even at NC State, uh, by names of uh, Miss Angie Daniel and uh, Dr. Louis Martin Vega and Miss Jenny. Like they, all these things and all these people really, really poured into me. And I love the ability, yeah. Jacob, to tell them thank you. And, and I still haven't even felt like I got close to thanking them to the extent that I want to. But just the ability to see them and remind them, hey, if it wasn't for you, if you didn't remember, uh, you know, pour this into me or plant this seed, yeah. I wouldn't be doing the stuff I'm doing right now. And this is uh, just such a wonderful, um, it's making me teary, man. Because <laughs> you know, you know, that's uh, and and it just um, it's a very important conversation, right? I mean, as in the United States, mm -hmm. about you know, how do we empower, um people of color, you know, things when George Floyd uh, passed through. And not to make this about race, but um, yeah. there, there is some element of um, uh, within the, especially the black community, you know, that's not being around, mm -hmm. and not not being there to support. But you're just a right, a perfect example that, you know, there, there's still very, um, some solid parents. Presence, out there. yeah. There's still some present fathers, a lot of present fathers yeah. that often get overlooked and the value is immeasurable. Yes. The value is immeasurable. Exactly. And I know this podcast does within us. We try to highlight entrepreneurs and investors that are making a difference on the self markets or community yeah. uh, for local and global impact. Mm -hmm. One thing that I have learned um, uh, throughout my interviews uh, and just amazing conversations, people like you, is that as we always, um, you know, uh, put a lot of, of, you know, golden stars next to the results of companies and how well people are building great companies or right. transforming communities. At the end of the day, that these intangibles, you mm -hmm. know, that affirmation that your dad gave you early on. Yeah. It's a very small, um, I mean, probably you're a very young, young boy, but those small seeds are being planted, you know, yeah. um, they become big uh, impressions on how we, 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 we you know, we, we, we define ourselves, you know, you set your chest up, you know, those small things, um, you know, they become macro uh, um, definitions about yourself that I really think that as, you know, this is the first section of this very long conversation, but I think that's the foundation for many things. It was a ripple effect that, that led to your identity on how you see yourself, the perception of yourself. 
And I think that's something that we should never, I have really learned to acknowledge that small seeds planted when you're very young, um, uh, in, uh, have, uh, uh, it's like infinity stones. They create a long-term impact. <laughs> Absolutely. On Absolutely. And you yourself, the spouse you find, how you, you, mm-hmm. you raise your kids, how you define yourself and how confident you are, uh, how you show up in, in and you know, as we have been talking, I can just tell there's this essence, there's this essence you bring. Oh um, man, thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and, that's, and that essence is 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 a result of other people's essence, right? When when you're able to um, spend enough time around other people who are positive, other people who want to leave uh, a, a, a lasting impact, when you surround yourself with other talented people who have visions and yes. are inspiring in their own right. Right. It kind of like creates an amalgamation of who you are, who you become. And like whenever we walk into the room, right, even as you host me on a podcast, I'm sure I'm not just being interviewed by you, but many other people who you've learned from and many other people who have influenced you. And so, um, yeah, that essence even is something that is is um, accredited to so many other people. And that's really the goal of STEM media too, to find us in a place where it isn't solely about me. It yes. isn't solely about how much I can do, but to create a platform, an environment, a, a synergistic community, yes. right? So that the lasting and the ripple effects can go not only throughout that community, but far beyond it to the fact that our, our world is a better place. Human potential is unlocked yeah. in a whole new way. Amazing, amazing. And so now talking about STEM media, um, yeah. give us, what is it? What is STEM media? And sure. I, yeah, please give us like a... Um, uh, a pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So STEM Media is an ad tech and media company uh, for diverse workforce development, particularly in science, technology, engineering, and math. So we started out media production as kind of our initial um, uh, product line, right? Or our initial service, rather. Yes. We, will, we will be hired by organizations, higher ed, corporate institutions to create content that predominantly uh, focus on recruiting, retaining, engaging, mm-hmm. and educating uh, technical talent. As we've done so over the years, we begin to build our own community through our original content and uh, uh, events that we begin to put on and presence on social media. Now that it is, and now over time, it has evolved into a platform. And the goal now is to build a platform synonymous to like Masterclass or yes. LinkedIn Learning or Discovery Plus in a way that we are able to consistently provide community content and career opportunities, um, particularly for underrepresented individuals in the STEM fields. Uh, we're super happy because we've been able to do this over the years in a number of ways on a one-off basis. Um, but we have a beta subscription platform right now also that people can gain, can gain uh, access to year-round as well as uh, our B2B sales and, and um, recruiting can take place, job posting, sponsorships for access to, to this, this vibrant network. That's inspirational. Um, um, and also that's highly needed. I see a lot of, uh, um, there's a market in it. Um, yeah. There is, um, the, there's a great, uh, and it's not just relevant as a, as a, you know, a kind of, you know, skills, uh, where you get, you get to learn skills, but also it's important for the economy, right? It has that. Totally. Yeah. So there's a macro impact as well mm-hmm. on, on, on a national level. Um, uh, truly truly amazing if you can just take us a little bit how did you 
how did this idea, I mean, you have, I know if you've talked about your engineering background, you've talked about this exposure to just mentor us, kind of you have built that story for us, but from a, from a very uh, kind of practical, tangible, how did you, how was this idea created? How was it conceived in a way that um, it became a company? You know, we have very yeah. big side hustles and stuff like that, but this is a, this, this is a company. Um, yeah. It's a real thing. Um and you know how did you get there? Uh, especially as a, uh, you know, from our backgrounds, like you know, we have this. The transition sometimes gets really sure, muffled. Sure. How can you can you please guide us to how you actually built? Yeah, no, no. I started in a place that a lot of people may find themselves at now, yeah. and that is, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I like. I know what I like to do. <laughs> I know what I enjoy. Um, so let me do that first, right? And so yeah. when I first got to North Carolina State and prepared for my PhD program. The first year of my PhD program, I already got through undergrad, master's degree. I was made aware of this program and this campaign known as Stay With It that was to address the attrition of people dropping out of engineering. And oh. Intel, MTV, and Facebook at the time uh, sponsored this video contest to <laughs> basically uh, motivate engineering students to stay with it. And I remember at the time I needed some extracurricular activities. I knew I had a lot of creative interests um, background from undergrad. So let me put together this video I said to myself on a day in the life in engineering. Got my friend, follow me around campus. He's filming me. We're doing scenes. We get together. We edit it. We submit it to this video competition. And long story short, won the National Grand Prize. Incredibly wow. happy. I featured on MTV. Thank you. Facebook gave us a shout out. Um, and Intel also began a relationship where really after that began to make more and more videos just kind of free of charge because I really enjoyed it. Other creative ways to inspire students. Yeah. Now, when that happened, it came out and it became even more apparent to me that this wasn't just a localized or an immediate problem. It wasn't acute. It was chronic. Like mm -hmm. people were starting STEM careers, but not finishing them. Yeah. And more so at a higher clip, this happened in among black and brown students. And so people began to request, hey, can you do this for our after school program? Can you do this for our, our nonprofit organization? Can you do this for my class? I want to make some curriculum content. And so I remember uh, at the time somebody was telling uh, other colleagues about me and it was like, hey, he has a company where he does this stuff on a regular. And at the time, like, I was like, I, I don't really have a company. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I didn't know it was a company, right? But it was a company. And so what happened was I got incorporated. And I began to now do this at a high clip. As I was also going through school, my goal was to lift as I continued to climb my route uh, through STEM. And, and that being said, uh, putting more and more out, attracted like-minded individuals and other people who had similar ideas and similar perceptions yes. of what STEM could look like, what representation could look like. And our, our mission has gotten refined over time to where now, all right, let me get an accountant. All yeah. right, let's get a bank account. All right, let me get some law, some paper things in writing. Let me figure out ways to advertise on the internet. And over time, it caught up sort of organically grew all the way until I would say a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. uh, as I'm already graduated from my PhD, working in the field as an engineer, I decided to say, hey, you know, it's time to make a transition to full time. Yes. Right. If I'm going to go, go all the way. So yeah. it shifted from like a part time mm -hmm. uh, sort of side hustle, right, to becoming yes. a full time fully adopted mission of which now involves building this platform both yeah. technically and creatively so yeah. that we can become a premier source for diverse recruitment of technical talent. 
that's amazing. Yeah, so the natural progression that comes with that, right? And I think for most people, they always start at the at the end. Yeah. With a company, then figure out what's the what's the value proposition. <laughs> right. Then you know it, it affects the full time job. Then you know you now what was full time has now become um right part time, right? Because now they're right. Uh, Shifted, yeah. Engineering went from full time to part time, and yes. still media went from part time to full time. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. uh, the, and the, the, there's something that you 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 mentioned. You know, you know, it's it's once you people started saying that, hey, this is something that um you might help out with, right? And I think for for aspiring entrepreneurs who actually listen to this podcast, is once you start having that, um, you know, people are reaching out to you. Sometimes yeah. the signals don't light up. Like the signals are sent, but you don't really get the. You don't really get it. Yeah, yeah. You don't really yeah. get it, and I think sometimes you, you there's that disconnect, um, and sometimes people don't it don't it doesn't turn on. You know, people get intimidated. They get scared. You know, they say they're not ready yet, um, and I I I think your story shows that, um, and out of many too, it's like you have to, that's when you have to switch it up. Even if it's, it doesn't, you know, there's a fear of failure and all that, but um, just to our audience out there, sometimes that's when you need to take the next step, uh, you know, uh, kind of take that next step and say, okay, let me try to organize this. Let me try to yes, do something. Yes. Uh, and I think you did a perfect job to make that transition. Thank you, thank you. Um, and I know this this question, this follow-up question is not necessarily part of it, but um, how did engineering help you the engineering background help you in designing this company. Oh man, yes, yeah, no. Well, hey, that's one of my favorite things to talk about because the engineering <laughs> mindset not only helped me build a company, it helped me find what I would say my purpose, mm, right? Because mm. engineering is about problem solving, yes. and ultimately, I believe that we are all to add value to the world, and mm. that there's some problem problems mm. that we are to solve in the world. And that being said, it allows you to, first of all, ask the questions. Mm -hmm. like, what do we need? What are the constraints? What do we have? What do we not have? Right? Secondly, you can begin to imagine what the solution it might be. Mm -hmm. Imagine, right? Create this vision, what you need. And so that's where I went for I'm like, okay, what could this become? After I began to kind of do my thing. Now, what what is possible, right? Every step of the way, what is the next thing? And then it's the plan. After you imagine, it's like, all right, let me go. What are the steps, right? Mm -hmm. Milestones, benchmarks to mm -hmm. get this this uh, this vision executed or just the next goal accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the plan, right? Engineers, we execute, we create, mm -hmm. we begin to make it happen. Let's go ahead and like bring out a calculator, right? Let's, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and make sure that we can um, find the appropriate equations so that we can get the outcomes and the numbers we need to design and tweak and, and make this system come to life. And then after that, Engineering mind says now it's time to uh, improve, yes. assess it, look yes. at it. Okay, how would this turn out? Where yes. can we tweak? Where can we get better? Exactly. And that has been a, a repetitive process throughout the building of STEM media, and yes. even in my life. Right? Mm -hmm. Originally, I didn't have a purpose that involved three girls. Mm -hmm. Right? I didn't know who they were. I had no idea who they were when I was in school. But when they came into my life, now I began to kind of iterate and improve. How do I spend my time throughout the day? How do I make sure I make strategic moves so that as they come of age, become more aware of what finances are, of what spirituality is, of what social responsibility or politics is? How can I create values and a structure so that they can become the best version of themselves? Yes. And so that's the process that I think is effective 
both personally yeah. as well as professionally. And yeah. doing so has allowed the media to grow and even me to grow um, to where I am now. And I'm going to continue doing that moving forward. Man, that, that's that's mic drop right there. Um, <laughs> I, I just to add one thing. I think, uh, or, or no, just highlight the improve. Yeah, it's critical improve, improve. I think most companies stall, uh, mm-hmm. stall mm-hmm. rather, or yep. just flat because that improve. And I think engineers have that ability to you said look at it and imp- improve. Make it better, yeah. I love it so much. Improve is 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 this element? There's this delta of growth. You know, what makes you um become just an entrepreneur to a great entrepreneur is that improvement. Sure. That builds it up. So, uh, just to go on that, what what's your? I know with COVID things kind of we don't do five year plans anymore. We do two years, okay? Because we don't know what's gonna happen. Yep, <laughs> yep. That but I, I tell you, you could, sometimes it's like uh, even shorter than that. But you're right. It's like <laughs> you don't know how five years gonna turn out. <laughs> so, so now I used to ask what's your five year plan for your company, but now I ask what. Oh man. I can give you, I can give you the vision for sure. I can definitely please, give you the vision. Please share, please share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I mentioned before, uh, come on now, some analogy brands that people are more familiar with, right? Masterclass does a great job of making high quality educational content. Yeah. LinkedIn learning adds a component of networking and ability for corporate engagement and even recruitment to take place. Yeah. But then beyond that, you look at the entertainment value of a Discovery Plus or a, dare I even say it, BET Plus, right? That has sort of the, the sauce, the culture, and all of the, the resonance that makes it feel like home for a certain demographic. So we want to become a premier source for content, community, and career opportunities for Black, Indigenous, and people of color across mm-hmm. the globe, particularly in the STEM disciplines. So mm-hmm. we want to build up our, our content library so that people can find whatever they need in career development, professional development, whatever career path they're interested in, there's a larger user base so that people are able to network and find peer mentoring and advice to connect with people wherever they may be online. And we want to make sure that we have a widespread partner network of both universities and corporations so that there's an influx of degree degree opportunities, educational opportunities for people to upscale um, in a formal manner and get certifications but also find jobs and career opportunities that allow them to be fulfilled and, again, make an impact on the globe. That's the vision for STEM media. I think that this will bring value, you know, within the community, but also beyond. Because I don't just think that, you know, Black people should only uh, be educating Black people. I think Black people can educate non-Black people, right? I think that we can become experts in our field within our community and beyond our community. Yeah. And so that being said, the name STEM Media is to note even that fact that though we may have a predominant or a special interest in a yeah. certain demographic, we believe that doing this is going to elevate the gross domestic output of the human race. And so yeah. that's what we're trying to do. Man, it sounds like I heard like a presidential campaign speech right here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that's just my excitement, man. That's enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... Um, those are big dreams, and I think they have to be applauded. And also, there is this; um, it, it correlates with what you're doing, right? It's, 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 there's a um, uh, there's a framework behind it which you have tested, you have tried, and you can see that um, it works. 
uh, and you can go on a global scale. But I love it. I love it so much. I love the fact that you're taking the what your the culture, or just even the essence of how you saw a, a, a kind of a, a a value in within the black community. But there's something that can be extended to the Caribbean, to so Africa, to Latin America, to Asia. Sure. And mm-hmm. I think that that by itself, uh, as bias, perhaps uh, as a, as a black man, I, I love to see bringing that to world because the world needs us as 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 we need absolutely so, uh, that's truly inspiring it's like i feel like i, I talked i heard from Luther king from obama you know mixed up with tyler perry there's a lot that you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i like that i'm gonna use it obama mixed up with tyler perry <laughs> i got you i got you and i'll grind that up um so like kind of uh can you just talk briefly how uh, this the able because you know I I got to know someone like you through the African diaspora network. Can I just briefly share um how the the able court program helped um um uh, you yeah. kind of you know uh, the company or just the way you thought about uh how you approach this 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 challenge uh yeah. education in general. If you can just share a little bit about how um you know that's just added value to your work. Um, no doubt. Able added a lot of value and really the first and foremost thing, it it really validated because the application process for my cohort began shortly after I went full time into the media. Mm. So I remember like applying for it, I was nominated by another good advisor of mine. And that was in many ways sort of like my first attempt to say, all right, cool. Is this going to be something that I can like stand on, that my family can stand on? And when I got accepted to the program, it first and foremost just validated me. But yes. then you add on just the wealth of knowledge that we were able to get through their partners and the people who taught and provided workshops from finding product market fit, building your board of advisors, mm-hmm. getting funding, how to make sure that you have a customer persona. We got so much education that really gave me uh, new knowledge, but also uh, language to 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 basically uh, communicate and go about the strategy that I kind of already inherently was doing. And so I had a lot of value, met a lot of phenomenal people. I'm in the East Coast, North Carolina. And now I have a few uh, counterparts right on the West Coast uh, where they're based. And that really just elevated, again, my confidence and my knowledge of what yes. it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I, I think... Um, um, that 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 validation is is it's really helpful, and I think it helped you at the right timing as well. Um, and you know, we we it's always good to kind of be part of programs like this because you also create relationships. For sure, you're not alone in this in this movement. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that. So now going now into the inspiration part, um, and I think I really love this section because it brings out. I think maybe the essence of what the podcast was all about when I mm. thought about this, uh, but also kind of giving back to community in ways that, um, you know, it might be in a book you're going to write in the future about your entrepreneurial journey, but yeah. you know, people can get a sneak peek of of what your biography will be like, um, which I know you're going to write a book someday based on your story. You have to write a book, <laughs> at least two books, one about STEM media and about your story. Um, yeah. This and, and this question I think is just very mundane, but like, what, what advice would you give to upcoming entrepreneurs, especially, um, um, especially, um, you know, people that are 
I trying to be uh I tried to start the company. Um what what is your what's your take on Yeah, yeah, yeah. My advice to, uh, from entrepreneurs is first of all be clear on not only what you could do at a high level, what you enjoy, but then what you could also can do at a high level. And that doesn't necessarily mean what you can individually do at a high level, but what you can lead a group of people to do at a high level. And yes. then after that, you have to make sure that that particular thing meets a need in the marketplace, that there is people out there that is willing to give you money to provide or to receive that thing that you are passionate about and can do at a high level. That's really basically what it comes down to to start a business. Um, after that, man, you got to find a way to keep yourself motivated because you're not going to always feel like it. Yes. So whether it's uh, YouTube videos, like I like to do, spending yes. time, praying, meditating, exercising, you got to find a way to to keep that engine going, keep yourself energized and motivated to move forward. That's the advice I would give uh, younger entrepreneurs. Sure. Yeah, so we're talking about the advice that you give entrepreneurs, and I think that's uh, that's very solid. Um, I, I would take that, and someone that I've dabbled a lot into entrepreneurship, I think that's a uh, hundred percent um of you know 100% right the way you mm-hmm. the way you address um that advice is is very practical if i can say that um how how do you keep yourself um i know you mentioned the youtube and doing things that you know makes you um to stay to stay um stay motivated um there and I, may i have to ask this are they like um what has worked best for you? Do you read books? Do you exercise? Um, you know, it sounds like I have a very lovely family. Do is and you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you're looking at your daughters as a kind of way you not know, to leave a better world for them. Is that like the 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 compass for you? What keeps you what is something that you consistently do? Or it can be a combination yeah. of things. They help you stay afloat. Entrepreneurship is really hard. Um, yeah. Uh, can you just share with us? Yeah, my, like how I keep my engine going, right? What's the recipe to your No, 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 no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, I actually, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm listen to books actually. I, I'm an audio book person. Oh, right? yeah, one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I have, I definitely believe in quiet time, personal time, meditation, devotion, exercise if you can with it. Um, but I didn't touch on this either, like my faith, I'm a man of faith. And I actually um, keep the seventh day Sabbath. So like every Saturday, I don't do any work, right? Mm-hmm. It's more time for family and to connect with the creator and to really just rejuvenate myself spiritually. So that being said, like six days, 24, six, right? I tell people I work 24, six, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that seventh day, right, is, is definitely a day to, to refresh um, and be restarted. And so that being said, man, um, going to the park, walking around the park, you know, reading books uh, about personal development, spiritual development, um, and really exercising, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually from a standpoint of, hey, if you regularly try something, that muscle will get stronger. Yeah. And that's what I believe faith is all about, right? Yeah. You try to build an event, you want to raise $5,000 and you hit it. You got to start out, right? Saying that, hey, what if I don't uh, accomplish this, right? You don't have to think like that. But I mean, like, that's the real risk you're taking. Yes. But if you can exercise the faith, the mental and emotional 
capacity necessary to get that $5,000 event off the ground. The next you're going to be strengthened to say, all right, let me stretch myself and try to get to 10 grand. Yes. All right, let me see if I can do 50 grand, right? Yes. Let me see if I can do more and more and more. And I say this again, not focusing on the dollar amount and even not focusing on the physical work involved in that, but in every larger and larger attempt, you have to um, have the stomach, right? The faith, the fortitude to say, I'm going to put myself out here. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a possibility for failure, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. And guess what, Jacob? You're still going to fail sometimes too. Yes, but you know what yes. gives you the strength to get back up? Yes. Your previous conditioning, yes. right? Just like you get injured, you get injured on the basketball court or whatever sports arena you're in, but because you have been conditioned and you are used to the process of building muscle, right? You get right back into a system, into a going, and you'll be able to recover because this isn't new to you, yes. right? This isn't new to you. And so, yeah, um, I, I just want to say that that happens uh, physically. It happens mentally. It yeah. happens emotionally. And for me, it also happens spiritually. Yes. And um, yeah, the, the right recipes are out there, just lying out there. And, Man, like this is something that um, it gets highly underlooked. There is uh, the spiritual aspect, which you know, mm-hmm. most of my of uh, uh, I also practice uh, uh, Christian faith. Um, so, you know, it goes, it it goes, it takes it takes you a long way. Um, makes you see what people can see, um, and whatever faith people practice or whatever. Um, where you look at the world beyond the, the physical realm, um, mm-hmm. how you internalize that, um, it's so powerful. It's so powerful, and, and I think, uh, I mean, maybe this maybe this is an episode for another day. But there's there's something about the faith and how you, I mean, and you're a very practical person. You're an engineer, so you're not just you know, <laughs> you're not a philosopher, uh, which by default is also uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's some practical. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, Jacob. I'll so, take it. But I like that you mentioned that because um I, I, I used and you know when I started this podcast, right? The, I, my experience was was um was not as where I am today and I and I hadn't uh, talked to as many people. But what you're doing, you know, is really hard. Um I think people don't understand what goes into the day-to-day operations of running a, a company. Uh, you're passionate about it. I know for sure. I can see it through you. Mm-hmm. Mundane day-to-day stuff can get very exhausting. It can, yes. You know, and sometimes people don't really know because they, they, it's, it's really hard. And I'm not trying to make it sound like it's impossible, but you right. have to have stamina. And, and I think I bring up this question because I want people to understand that you have to embrace it. Um, but also kind of make it fun. But mm-hmm. you have to have a center core. This it has to be a core in you. Yeah. That irrespective of these externalities and the uh, ups and downs, this mm-hmm. you you yes you still keep yourself. Yourself is maintained. Mm-hmm. And what you just alluded to, you, the kind of the base of your faith and stuff like that's what keeps you grounded. Yeah. That keeps you the same because it can really wear you out. You can take away. You can lose yourself, you know. Yeah. No yeah. So you lose yourself and you can lose your, your sense of direction. Exactly. Right. Like you can just kind of be head down, not seeing the forest, but seeing every single tree, 
And then you look up and you're like, wait, what are we doing again? Which direction <laughs> am I in again? And so, yeah, you got to keep that bigger picture connection, even when you're in the weeds and you're getting exhausted with the mundane task. Exactly. Let's let's take the next question very light. This has been a heavy one. <laughs> what is the best advice you ever received? Oh, maybe that's not too light. Oh, yeah, that's tough. You said light. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite light. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if I can answer that question and, and, and properly, right? Like the yeah. best ever. I've gotten a lot of great advice. So the only thing I can do right now is just give you the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. That was very helpful for me. Yeah. Uh, I remember, and this is what comes to mind. If I do another podcast, if anybody here on another podcast, I promise you it may be a totally different thing I say. <laughs> but I do remember a, a, a senior engineer saying to me about, you know, measure twice, cut once. Mm. And he just kind of sp- spoke to the idea. For me, it came at a time where I was like overanalyzing, paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, cool, measure. Make mm-hmm. sure you're good. And then go back and like check your work. Make sure you good measure. But when it's time to cut, like cut once. Don't go back and like let me keep cutting, right? Like no, mm-hmm. cut once and keep it moving. And for me, that was extremely helpful because I think in my life at that time, I was not only trying to become a better engineer, but I was also trying to figure out how, or or more so, I was like this. You know, when you're young, sometimes there's a, I think irrational fear sometimes that hey, if I make the wrong decision. If I choose the wrong career, if I go down the wrong path, my life will be in shambles. I'll just make the wrong decision. And yes, there are some bad decisions out there, some bad pitfalls. But mm-hmm. I think the simple desire, right? Mm-hmm. The, the simple desire to do what's right, the the, the acknowledgement in all your ways, mm-hmm. that alone allows you to stay on a path that even if you go the quote wrong way at a mm-hmm. certain point, because you have that 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 greater intention, you're yeah. going to stay on the right path. So he said to me, measure twice, cut once. That's advice given in a lot of different um, scenarios. But for me, it helped me to say, all right, analyze, analyze again, but don't keep analyzing. Yeah. You got to cut and keep it moving. And keep it moving. I think yeah. the, you have to be a motivational speaker if you're not already. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a career. Uh, that's sometimes. Not a career. I do that sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's very, that's very true. Um, that's so true. That's so true. Um um, I don't even know how to follow up that because that is that is. I, I think there's one thing. Mm. If I have to end this episode because I can keep talking to you, after it boils down to the last two questions, um, what 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 are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Yeah, and this can be your life, or it can be you know about yeah. the company. You know, this is this is also kind of a new answer for me too, as I reflect as to where I'm now. I'm most proud of having created something, and though I'm a long way away from the vision being complete, but having creating something that someone else can believe in too. Mm. Like it's it's so often like I I I'm a visionary in a lot of ways and I can see mm. how what could be, mm-hmm. but it's always like amazing to me when someone else latches onto it and say yeah yeah that thing you see in your head i want to support it Mm. i want to be a part of it and whenever people have supported and i've seen people support so much throughout the years people are supporting you know to this very day um i am proud of the fact that i was able to steward it in a way and it ain't about me right i I, by all means it's not about me you can ask a lot of people it's never really been all about me but like steward in a way bring it about in a way take care of this vision in a way that other people can say, 
you know what? That's actually something legit that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm proud of being able to do that. And that's, that's, that's real. That's real right there. And uh, yeah. that continues to keep me going too. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, that, I think that's a parent's form of like, uh, you know, as God created the world, like there's this ability to create something mm-hmm. and people, and I think that's the true essence of like a reflection of God now from a Christian perspective. For sure. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah, and as God created the earth for us to live in it and appreciate this work, it's the same as build a company. And when people start appreciating this, it's like this reflection. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that's the purest form of our essence. It's mm-hmm, true, mm-hmm. true God's um, identity as us being his create, uh, creation. Um, but uh, that's 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 truly, that's amazing, man. Um, all your answers just seem so right. I am like you ask deep questions. I must say that. Like <laughs> you say, you have light questions. All your questions are pretty deep. So you 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 have very introspective a very introspective interviewing uh, process. So yeah, I try. I, I got to credit you a little bit on that. One. <laughs> I tried. Thank you so much, Dr. Nate. Yeah. Um, the last question I want to ask is: How do you want uh, your, your legacy to be written? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I see. Case in point, another <laughs> another introspective question, right? <laughs> this is a this is a deep uh, interview, man. I, yeah. Shout out to the listeners. I know I know everybody, the audience is uh, appreciative of what you bring out of your guests. So, um, mm-hmm. how do I want my legacy to to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as someone who wasn't totally consumed with himself, mm-hmm. but really believed in something and worked hard to bring it. Mm. that always wanted to treat people right mm. and love 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 his wife and his kids his family and want mm. to do right by them as well um yeah that's what i want my legacy to be right. that is so clear um i i i, I will strongly um recommend that someone writes about the media mm. um and also, um, I, I think this podcast kind of shared a story. And to our listeners, I appreciate, we appreciate you listening throughout this episode and learning more about Dr. D. Uh, but I think um, um, you just you make you make you make my day just a little bit better. Um, oh man, just, that's just, that's that's touching, man. That's touching. Man. Well, hey, listen, genuinely. this is a unique podcast right and your, even your title doers within us uh, it just speaks to the idea that we all have something more inside of us something yeah. more that needs to get out that yeah. needs to be executed on it needs to be done right before we are done and so um i just want to thank you for allowing me to share my story and a little bit of the doer within me and hopefully this leads to so many other people as i know it already has right um other people um, bringing that which is inside of them out into the world as well. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. And Dr. Ney, is it okay if people reach out to you? Um, sure thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Go ahead. Please. Yeah, NehemiahMapery.com, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H, M-A-B-R-Y.com. That's my personal website. And then STEM Media, S-T-E-M-E-D-I-A, STEM Media, one word with one M, dot com, slash connect. If you yes. want to see some of the things that um, we're just kind of pushing right now. And uh, yeah, happy to have anybody reach out. Happy to to do a motivational talk. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Launch your career right here. If that's um, what you need for your students. Um, have a passion about 
uh, inspiring in the world of STEM. So um, yeah, I look forward to to connect with anyone who wants to reach out. So Dr. Nay, you have people from, don't be surprised, you have people from Botswana, Nigeria. Hey, I love it. I need that. I need that in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do uh, it. But, yeah, but uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um to our listeners, again, this is the our recent collaboration again with African Diaspora Network. Dr. Nate mm-hmm. uh, was brave enough to be our first guest. Uh signed up first. And uh, as I think it has been a great treat from what we have learned mm-hmm. today. And we thank you. Thank um, you. And we thank you, thank you, thank you. And we we um we're, we're excited. I'm really excited to see what you're going to do next. Um, yes. I'm going to follow up your LinkedIn, man. I'm going to find yeah, yeah, yeah. you. And I hope you can come again on the podcast because we'll love to hear uh, what happens in the next six months. Um, you're welcome anytime. Anytime you have any updates, please. Uh, um, we'll love to have you again uh, to give us some 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 what's a wisdom some uh motivational <laughs> talk which is it. it's based it's based on on truth you know you have done the work you have done the hard work it's not just mm-hmm. talk so we really love uh to have you again when you have the chance my pleasure yes uh thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode take care